When someone passes me really fast on the road, in my fallen humanity, um, when I see someone pulled over on the side of the road uh, by the cops, uh, I secretly wish that it was a person that passed me really quickly. When someone else gets pulled over, I'm like, this is great justice. When I get pulled over, I think of a thousand reasons why I should have been the person pulled over. There are others going faster than me. I was just going with the flow of traffic. So when it involves someone else, I'm okay with justice. When it involves me, I want mercy. Now I say all this, but I have to admit, like I've lost track of how many speeding tickets I've gotten over the years. I kind of used to have a lead foot. So it's probably been, yeah, probably three years or so since I was last pulled over. I do tend to drive a little slower than I did when I was younger. Again, when it involves someone else, especially someone who did something to hurt us, we want justice. When it involves us, we want mercy. In our first reading, Isaiah tells us to forsake our wicked thoughts and turn to God for mercy. We are all sinners. We are all in need of God's mercy. It cannot be said enough. There is nothing we can do that is beyond God's mercy and forgiveness. Isaiah says God is generous and forgiving. Leviticus is one of the first five books of the Bible called the Pentateuch by us Christians. The Jews call the first five books the Torah. Traditionally, it's believed that the Pentateuch was written by Moses himself. Twice in Leviticus, it talks about an eye for an arm. Father Mike Schmitz, in his awesome Bible in a Year podcast, talks about the development of God's revelation to humanity. Basically, the idea is that it takes time for us to absorb the truth of God. And so God reveals that truth slowly through time so that we can grow as a human race. For example, the Bible seems to allow for slavery and polygamy, but we now know that these things are wrong. So in Leviticus again, it says an eye for an eye. And here the Lord needed to teach the people that there are consequences for our actions. It didn't matter what your status was in society or what you thought you could get away with. Justice says that however you hurt your fellow human person is how you are going to be punished. Now we do this sort of thing with our children. We make up consequences for bad actions to teach them that there are consequences for acting badly. We do this because we want them to grow up to be people of goodness and virtue. In some ways, we all have a desire for justice. As I've said before, even little kids will say, that's not fair. That's because God has put that desire in our hearts for justice. But even here in Isaiah, written hundreds of years after Leviticus, we hear a different message. We hear about God's mercy, God's forgiveness. Even though we may want justice for someone else, God is saying forgiveness and mercy is even better. 
for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. Because of the cross of Jesus Christ, we who live in the post-resurrection era, God extends to us infinite forgiveness and mercy. This is explained in the Gospel. In the Gospel today, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven being like a landowner and some laborers. The landowner goes out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. He negotiates with them for the usual daily wage. He does the same at nine o'clock, and again at noon, at three o'clock, and even five o'clock. They presumably stopped working at six o'clock. The landowner starts with those who only worked one hour. He pays them a full daily wage. So when those who would afford 12 hours, when they come forward, they figure that they would get paid more. This would be justice. Those who were 12 hours should get paid 12 times those who were for just one hour. This is how the, this is, un, this is fortunately not how the kingdom of heaven works. The kingdom of heaven, mercy trumps justice all the time. St. Faustina says we cannot fathom the depths of God's mercy. However, we must try. And we can only know the depths of God's mercy if we know the depths of our sin. Genesis tells us we are made in the image and likeness of God. In our, in our sinfulness, we don't lose the fact that we are made in the image of God, but we do lose our likeness. Compared to the perfection of God, our sins put us in a place where we cannot pay the debt we owe. So Jesus takes on that debt. Jesus takes on justice and extends to us not the justice we deserve, but instead he extends the mercy we don't deserve. God is uber generous. The first example we can think of is the thief that was crucified with Jesus. He had been a thief his whole life. He had probably not done very many good things or virtuous things in his life. However, he recognizes who Jesus was and said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what does Jesus respond? Today you will be with me in paradise. Because Jesus takes on justice, he can extend to us mercy and forgiveness. So does this mean that we should sin and have fun right up until the end of our lives and then ask for mercy and forgiveness? Obviously, no. This is not the best example, but I think it's kind of a powerful one. Maybe I've mentioned it before. But sexually transmitted diseases have been around for a long time. They're even talked about in the Bible. However, think about it. If everyone in the whole world lived God's plan for sex and marriage, STDs would be gone from the earth in one or two generations. Living a life of holiness and virtue in response to God's great love for us allows us the freedom to live excellently. If we are having sex outside of marriage, we have to worry about STDs, people finding out, having a child that we are not prepared to care for. 
If we are following God's plan for sex and marriage, we don't have to worry about any of these things. So yes, we should strive for holiness and virtue. We should strive to become saints, to get to heaven. However, if we do sin, turn back to God, and He will welcome us back with His infinite love, forgiveness, and mercy. If you have committed a mortal sin, such as missing Mass on Sunday, we have to go to confession to receive God's mercy and forgiveness. Maybe we are like St. Paul. May we desire Christ and the kingdom of heaven so much that we look forward to death. But also to realize that to remain here on earth is a gift as well. Because it means that we have more opportunities to be instruments of God's love, forgiveness, and mercy to others. Again, we cannot begin to understand the depth of God's mercy and forgiveness if we don't first begin to understand the depravity of our sins. So strive for holiness and virtue. Strive to become a saint. Strive for heaven. However, if we fail, fall upon Jesus in his mercy and forgiveness. Then turn and extend that supernatural mercy and forgiveness to others. <laughs>